Hello, my name is Aaron and welcome to Jump Crouch. This is episode number 20. We've made it to 10 twice. Guys, how are you doing today? I am well. I feel like I'm, I'm one year away from being able to drink legally. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Next week we'll be able to drink legally. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Except in reality, I'm like 10 years past that point, and I could safely say that I could go my entire life with never wanting to drink again. Like once you hit that point, drinking is just Whoa. ew, disgusting. Something happened to this guy. Ugh. God. Uh, <laughs> Gag. Do a little binge drinking this weekend? I, no, no. I can't even like. I had such a good time back in the day. Like, I can't mm. even walk down the alcohol aisle in the supermarket without wanting to gag. Really? Yep. It is not I walk bad. down it like it's like a, like a, I don't know, a candy store. I'm like, ooh, what do I want to buy next? Oh, man, I can't. I'm, I can't. It is just nauseating to me. Mm. All right. Well, I've got good news for everybody. I've seen all the movies now. I've seen Star Wars. I've seen Ready Player One and I've seen uh, Black Panther. All of them. Those mo- are pretty much what are all the, of the movies what, in existence. What are so. the, what's the what's the the what is the link between those movies? Uh, they're all big budget, popular movies. They're I, I don't think Ready Player One is is a Disney thing, but the other two are are Disney, mm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They're just all big budget, big movies. They all kind of had the exact same like basic plot structure mm. uh, they're all trying Whatever. to escape a thing and they're running out of gas they're all trying to escape 80s nostalgia right yeah they're just all they're all trying to deal with a problem and then they have a giant battle and uh yeah i don't want to spoil anything but mm. good guys might win bad guys might lose or bad guys might win good guys might lose uh i don't know wait for the blu-ray if you if you have a blu-ray though the best way to watch it is with a PS4 Pro. But it's not yes, actually 4K sir. on the PS4 Pro. <laughs> oh, no. no 4K Blu-ray. There's no 4K Blu-ray on the PS4 Pro. It, ha- it way streams to, way 4, to undersell that 4K, segment. Uh, 4K content. It does. But who actually buys a physical media anymore? Yeah, other than, other than you know, games. Who actually goes out and buys like Who Blu-ray, even buys Blu-ray? games? I buy games. Uh, I also buy Blu-rays. I, 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 I occasionally buy games. I can't remember the last time I purchased a physical media for uh, movies or TV shows, for that matter. Yeah. But uh, I do buy a lot of games. And uh, I've been playing a, a pretty critically acclaimed, fantastic, good time, fun game recently mm-hmm. on my new PS4 Pro. And that is the God of War. 2018 not god of war 4 it's just Mm. god of war reboot and a reboot it is they just kind of out with the old in with the new um it's it's kind of shocking how how different it is there's very little left right of the original formula very very little left yeah there's like some combat mechanics that carry over some like kind of the uh not the quick timey stuff but more of like the grabs Mm. are very similar Mm. and like the way that they um, animate those grabs and the way that they look and kind of like what Kratos does, like, you know, ripping dudes in half and throwing them around and stuff. That's very similar, but uh, that's kind of where the similarities end with hmm. this in the previous God of War games, which uh, is is nice. It's a breath of fresh air. I've beaten all three God of War games. Um, I've never hmm. played the uh, PSP games. I never really had an interest in playing any PSP game, um, <laughs> but uh, it's 
it's actually pretty incredible. So basically what they did, uh, the biggest difference is they took the camera, they swung it around, they put it behind Kratos. So mm-hmm. you're in kind of an over-the-shoulder Gears of War slash Resident Evil 4 huh. um, view. Um, it's less Dark Souls in the camera and more Gears of War and Resident Evil 4, if that mm. makes mm. any sense. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. And same, same with the combat almost too. Um, but the big thing with the camera is there's no cutscenes in the entire game. I mean, I shouldn't say cutscenes. <laughs> there's a lot of cutscenes in the game. There are no uh, breaks in the camera in the entire game. There's no loading screens. I heard that. That's the word mm. I was looking for in the entire mm-hmm. game. So it's a consistent, continuous shot from beginning yeah. to end, which is really, yeah. really cool. I read so that they even the, some... the title screen is one like yeah. the title screen is literally doesn't even cut from that it's all yeah there's not a single cut no it's one camera all the time all on kratos all kratos all masculinity <laughs> all the time that's cool um hmm. he isn't as hyper masculine in this game though he's more of like an angry dad than <laughs> an angry enraged psychopath does he have more um, character this time a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. He's still kind of, you know, this solemn, strong, standoffish kind of guy. But you can tell he's trying to form a bond with his son. Um, but he's kind of hesitant to do so. He's more interested in keeping him and his son alive than fostering any kind of real relationship between the two of them. But that's an interesting interesting thing to see kratos do because before he was just one angry ass guy and that was pretty much it he was a very one-dimensional character yeah so this he does struggle with anger issues um and there the anger issues he kind of is tackling with is presented in a different light it's not like glorified like it was in god of wars of days past it's more like presented like almost like a mental illness like people who struggle with anger issues really really face Mm. um and you can see his son in a lot of the scenes too you know is struggling with anger and anger is trying to come out and kratos is kind of trying to teach him how to deal with his anger and how to manage that so uh Hmm. character development wise it's uh it's pretty incredible, um, and the story cool. is really good. The story is very simple, actually. I mean, you wake up one day, and you are under attack by one of the sons of Odin, I believe, and that kind of finally gives you reason to leave your homeland with your son so you can go spread his mother's ashes at the highest peak. So uh, all throughout this journey, Kratos is trying to hide the fact from his son that he is indeed a god and that his son is a son of a god while, you know, battling the gods themselves. So it's really uh, interesting narrative. I can kind of leave it at that. Hmm. Um, I I prefer more of a simple story, and that's exactly what this is. It's a simple story, but executed very, very well. Hmm. Um, There's not a lot of complicated, you know, story arcs or twists or turns or anything. It's pretty black and white um, in a very good, good way. Um, All of the acting is top-notch. The character animations are up there with uncharted and any of the naughty dog stuff i would say um the overall presentation of the game is up there with any of the naughty dog stuff if not surpassing a lot of the naughty dog stuff Hmm. um right they do do a bit of the typical naughty dog hand holding in the very beginning of the game Mm -hmm. i would say the first Mm -hmm. hour hour and a half is kind of like a long 
tutorial with lots of story where they're doing the naughty dog, you know, take you by the hand, lead you here, lead you here, there. But after that, it opens up into kind of an open world type situation. It's not a huge open world, but you do have a lot of opportunity to explore and there's very little hand holding uh, once you get to the main portion of the game. That was what I wanted to ask you about is is what we've seen gameplay, what I've seen gameplay wise is probably, I'm assuming the beginning of the game. Because it's kind of mm-hmm. introducing new monsters and like the, the, the interactions with the child, like his son. Like, is the game, uh, would it, it like how much do you have to do quote babysitting with him? Like, is is your is the kid like None. self? He's self reliant. Like, he's like a friendly the kid, NPC. The kid is not only self reliant; he's extremely helpful. Uh, okay. That kid is awesome. He has his own skill tree. He has his own weapon upgrade system. Ah. Um. And he, you know, I have my kid set to be like a healer, so he'll throw out healing potions. And then I also, for for his armor perk, that's what that does. Mm-hmm. And then his skill tree, I have him set to do crazy shock damage and to stun enemies. Hmm. So, like, imagine uh, playing Dark hmm. Souls, but you have an extra button that you can press that will shoot these arrows out that will stun and shock enemies. And that can arc to other enemies to stun them as well. Cool. And that's pretty much... The sun in a nutshell. Um, there's no hand holding, no guiding, nothing along those lines. Um, there are puzzles that are you require the sun to solve, and it's pretty much just automatic. You move move the pieces into place where they need to go, and the sun kind of automatically runs off and does what he ne- needs to do. Um, you don't have to constantly look over your shoulder for him. He just kind of snaps to you when you uh, get hmm. on the boat or get on an elevator or anything along Question. those lines. Yeah. Uh, does the sun, it sounds like the sun is super self-reliant. Does he mm-hmm. feel believable because of the fact, like, I, I feel like sometimes you get these characters in games that are sort of invincible. Absolutely. Yeah, he does. Like, especially he as he... believable? Yeah, because it feels like he's learning and progressing. So when you first start with the sun, he's very... He feels really useless. He can kind of shoot enemies and distract them, and that's about it. But as the game progresses, and I would say I'm about halfway, maybe about three quarters of the way through the game, um, mm-hmm. he starts to learn skills and he becomes more confident. And that's even presented through the in-game dialogue between Kratos and his son. So Kratos <laughs> will start actually praising him, saying, you're doing a good job. And at before he was saying, okay, like you fucked up. You need to do this and this differently. So it's really, really interesting to see how those two, you know, the gameplay and the uh, in-game dialogue kind of weave in and out together and kind of support one another uh in regards to the sun and how he grows as a character and as a a gameplay mechanic okay another question mm-hmm. and, and then sorry i think kevin also has another question for you but what well actually kevin ask your question first and then i'll, I'll take my question so you did have a question yes right? i did um so ba- basically what i had seen from gameplay the combat looked like it had r1 R2 attacks look like they had some sort mm-hmm. of a dodge mechanic. Mm-hmm. It, it looked it Souls E. They said they cited Bloodborne as an influence on the game. How much do you think it's like that? I would say about sixty-five percent Bloodborne and Souls, mm-hmm. and then forty percent uh, Resident Evil Four slash Gears of War. And it's mm-hmm. a it's a weird weird thing. It's very hard to articulate how it's kind of Resident Evil mm-hmm. and. God of War. Um, I would say particularly in the run, you have the uh, you have the Marcus Phoenix run. Uh, yeah, okay. so that's I, I pretty like, cool. I, that's like a good combo to me. I'm I, I think that's cool. 
Oh, that sounds good the combat's me. amazing, yeah, yeah, especially with the axe. The ranged stuff is really, really great. So there's a couple of different ranged attacks. Like Square is bound to the boy. Those are his arrows. Uh, you could shoot up to, I believe it's three arrows at a time, and those are on a cooldown. Um, right now I have two different kinds of arrows. I have a light arrow, which does stun damage, and a, a shock arrow, which uh, actually freezes them in place for a second. Um, and then your other ranged attack is the axe. So you can hold down R2 and you aim. And then you can throw the a light attack with the axe with R1 and then a heavier attack with the uh, R2 on the axe. Hmm. And, of course, you can upgrade those. So you can, like, hold down R2 and then throw the axe and it will freeze enemies in place. Um, you can also yeah. do, like, hit multiple enemies at one one throw with the R1 if you upgrade uh, that. Um, there's... There's a lot of upgrading in this cool. game, a whole lot. Sounds like an upgrade, like a big upgrade game. So the combat is is somewhat Souls-ish, but maybe still not quite. I mean, it's not yeah. a Souls game. It's but. not Souls uh, game at all. Um, in in the sense that there's you know R one and R two attacks, a dodge and a block. It's yeah. Souls. There's also a parry. So if you block okay. at the last second, you'll parry a guy away. I mean, um, the original God of War had all those attacks too. But right? is it light yeah, attack and heavy Souls. attack? Is it kind of R one R two? Yep, light attack, heavy yeah. attack, and then you have a light, light attack, attack throw, heavy attack, heavy attack throw, and okay. uh, then you have special attacks on top of that, so like you have your special heavy attack and then your special light attack, so there's there's a lot going on. It's really deep combat. It took me a while to get used to it. It probably took me a good five or six hours to mm. really get a grip on the combat because you, I was approaching it as souls, you know, right. conservatively, and uh, that's not what the way to play that game. You're going to want to play it a little more aggressively. Do you and, think okay. um, getting uh, the, how, getting the mix of it? How much is the combat like the old God of War? Is it more souls than the old God of War? Or does it have some of the Absolutely. pieces? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's way more souls than the God of the uh, old God of the War. So like the old God of War games felt more like. Uh, well, I should say Bayonetta feels more like the old God of War games. Yeah. Um, specifically Bayonetta 2. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, no, this is its really its own thing. Like, it takes influence from both uh, Dark Souls Styles. and the original God of War combat and this weird toss of, like, RE4 slash Gears of War in there, too. So it's really its own combat system. I've really never encountered anything like it. It feels very fresh. Mm. It feels mm. very new, and it's extremely satisfying i love the combat in this game so it is really it challenging does it for me. it's very hard very very difficult so um okay when i initially booted the game up i put it on the hard difficulty because i thought oh i've beaten you know all three dark souls i've beaten bloodborne this should be a breeze and uh no it was not i in the tutorial i was just getting smashed on the hard difficulty so i had to back it off to the normal difficulty and it's still hard on the normal difficulty so cool. um right. that's good yeah, nice. yeah no it's real great it's fun it's uh it's very satisfying combat hmm. so here's a question i have for you and this is something that that I, I i was listening to the waypoint podcast and they were talking about this a little bit like there there was this game has a really high metacritic score it's like a 95 or 96 and there's been a slight backlash not and this isn't a backlash against the game but more of a backlash against the critics mm-hmm. reviewing the game that that like the thing that people are praising about this game is that it's super polished, that it feels good to play, and that it, it looks good. Like, they're basically just get, awarding it a really high score for polish. Um, do you think that this game transcends the polish? Like, do you think Absolutely, that it's... Absolutely, without question. I mean, it does a lot of things that I think a lot of my favorite action games do. So, like, 
not only does it look really good, not only does the combat feel really good, but there's a huge amount of exploration that can be done. Mm. I think the exploration is by far my favorite part of this game. Um, okay, the exploration is awesome. very, very rewarding. Um, I can kind of equate the exploration in this game to uh, Mario Odyssey in the sense that everywhere you look, you find something to do and something interesting, you know, mm. either a pot to knock down off of a rope or you see a chest hidden somewhere. And um, it also lays a kind of Metroidvania yeah. um, things on top of that. So like you'll see something off in the distance and you know you can how to get to it and you can walk up to it. But it's like a door that's blocked and it's obvious that, it, you know, that door is open by something you get later in the game. And uh, that's presented very consistently throughout the game world. Um, it's all over the place. I've made it a point, you know, every time I get a new ability, I go back and I backtrack to old parts of the world to kind of unlock those other areas. And cool. once you unlock those, they're actually pretty massive inside. And there's a lot to do and a lot of side cool. things, things to explore inside. So, uh it's amazing. Like I can't say enough good things about this game. I think it's damn near perfect. Wait, wait, wait. You, no, no, you have to say before we go on to the next thing, you have to say one bad thing about this game. One bad Come on, thing. Give us some criticism. There's it's 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 it's, it's got to be something, right? Something you don't like or something that could be better? Hmm. <laughs> Putting on the spot. <laughs> I I I really like this game a lot. Um I so okay, how would you compare this to Horizon? The text size is too small, but they just patched that. So mm. <laughs> um, the UI can be a little confusing. I think the uh, the menus can be a little confusing at first, especially. Um, but once you learn to navigate them, uh, it's not too bad. I feel like the menus can be clear, cleaned up just a little bit. They could be a little more, a little tighter, a little easier to navigate. Hmm. You think it's better than Horizon Zero uh, Dawn? It's way better than Horizon Zero Dawn. Sweet. Yeah, I think it might be it might be the reason to buy a PS4 um, if you don't uh, already have one. Um, got the new God of War games? The is the system seller? You think? I, I think so. Yeah, I All think right. it's up there with Bloodborne, hmm. uh, if not a little better in some ways. Um, what? Well, oh my just, God! Kick him off the podcast. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know, man. It's it's something else. I didn't think I was gonna like this game as much as I did. I, as much as I do, um, I'm right. definitely going to go through and 100% this game and do everything there is to do. And I don't normally do that because I just mm. want more and more and more. I do not want to put it down. And one last thing on this game, 60 FPS on a pro, which yeah. is, oh, I don't know is how they consistent? pulled this off. No, it dips It dips in the big um, kind of cinematic set pieces where there's a lot of mm -hmm. particle effects going on. Um, but right. luckily, those sections are more exploration uh, there's hardly any combat, if any combat at all, in those areas. But the meat of the game is a 60 FPS solid, and it is gorgeous. I can't, I don't know how they did it, to be completely honest awesome. with you. It looks like a PC game running at 60 those games, FPS. Sony Santa Monica has always had games that looked almost like a generation beyond. Like, like I remember the original God of War game and God of War 2 particularly mm -hmm. came out around the same time that the original Xbox launched, and it looked like it looked incredible yeah, for the time. Absolutely. I remember that too. So, Even God of War 3 looked really yeah. really amazing. Um Still does, really. I mean. It does. Yeah, and then the remaster is incredible looking. Um but yeah, I mean, I I tried both. I put it on favor resolution. I don't have a 4K TV and I just wanted to see what the 30 FPS looked like uh compared mm -hmm. to the 60. Man, yeah. I would not play this game at 30 FPS. 
I would no. Have, no. What about us peasants not. who have to? I, I have a PS4 in my house now, so I'm probably gonna go red box that motherfucking game yeah i mean uh, if you're gonna red box it and try it out it's definitely worth playing um but 30 fps you're not gonna have the same experience it's that buttery smooth 60 that really does it for me i think that's one of the big reasons why i love Mm. this game all right yeah i wish they had i I wish there was more 60 fps ps4 exclusives God damn yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's this. There is Uncharted The Lost Legacy. I'm going gonna, gonna to be bitter about Bloodborne staying 30 forever. Yeah, I yeah, know, me that too. I'm going to be bitter, bitter about it being a fucking exclusive yeah, forever. Um, yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's too bad. But, uh, like, I don't know. It's not, I mean, exclusives, whatever. Like, they've got to sell their product. It is a business after all. But uh, I don't have to buy it, though, and they don't have to take the products that I want elsewhere. Yeah. No, <laughs> they, they can, don't. They can sell their games. It's all to make a buck, so... It is just kind of what it is. I mean, if there are more 60 FPS PS4 titles, I'll probably play it more than my PC, to be honest with you, because the ease of it, and the, it's just so easy to come home after work, turn on the PS4, and just play, versus yeah. sitting at another computer. And, but and Kevin, what if they brought one of the biggest and most well-known and well-revered series from the PlayStation, and they put that on your PC, and you could play it, at a super high frame rate at any resolution, and it was only 120 gigs. Well, if it was only 120 gigs, and that's without the 4K textures pack. Oh, um, is that is that how? <laughs> I would still probably. Pack, yeah. I don't know what I would play it on. I don't know because I like the comfort of the console, but I don't know. Maybe Kevin can tell us a little bit about a particular game that was on the PS4 that was brought over to the PC. Yeah. Yeah, let's hear about this Final Fantasy 15 shit. Come on. Um, it's uh, it's it's a it's a good game. When I first played it, I wasn't sure what I thought of it because I didn't know what they were going for. And I I hadn't played a Final Fantasy game since Final Fantasy IX, and that was like what 2003, two, 2001. Holy moly! So right. I didn't play Final Fantasy X. Most people had a PS2. I never owned a PS2, so I never played X. So I played seven, eight, and nine just for reference. But, uh, Honestly, you didn't miss out. Ten is garbage. Yeah, people yeah, always talk shit on ten. So maybe it's maybe it's for the best. Love it, but yeah, something I, I had forgotten about is Final Fantasy games always do this. They they start they just like if you play the game, you'll get a new mechanic suddenly, and it's like a mini game. Like it's like oh, defend the castle, you know, or motorcycle part or whatever. So this game has this too. Like suddenly I was like sneaking, like it was like a stealth mission, and I was like, what the hell? Why, why is this a stealth game? Like these are poorly implemented mechanics. But then it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's a Final Fantasy game got to remember that sure, sure. so it was it poorly implemented it wasn't it wasn't i wouldn't say it was poorly implemented it just it was like it was like a tacked on feature you know like mm-hmm. it's something that you only do twice or three times maybe right but it wasn't like horrible like, it wasn't like rage stealth. no no no. it wasn't rage it wasn't terrible but okay the game is interesting because like it's it is really like they, I think they've accurately captured the Final Fantasy experience, like while at the same time it plays nothing like the old Final Fantasy games. I know that sounds mm-hmm. weird, but like it has. I can see that. Like you'll be like it has it's an open world game, right? It's an open world RPG. It's an open world action RPG. So you'll be running through the world, and suddenly like a dropship will fly in and like drop a bunch of guys off, and you fight them, right? That's kind of like a random battle in a way, even though it's sure. not really a random battle. But like you'll be running, and just suddenly enemies will appear out of basically nowhere, and you fight them. And you have like this basically this sphere that you're fighting in, and if you yeah. run out of the sphere, you're no longer in combat. So that's like basically like running away in in the Final Fantasy game, right? So it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just it's just weird. It's just weird because like I I don't even know how, like where to start with this game because it's it's a very large game. There's a lot of things to say about it. But have you beaten it yet? Like I, how, I'm at the last chapter. 
I'm okay. Um, I'm very close to beating it. Um, it's it sounds uh, sorry, so, but it sounds like what they did is like what Doom did with Doom is like took the sort of basic ideas and transferred it into modern mechanics. Yeah, basically what they did. I think the combat is good. It's still a party based yeah. combat system. It is um, action e. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's hard to describe it. It has like a dodge mechanic, but it's not. You can hold a button and dodge, and it's like it has magic abilities, but you only can use them. They're consumables, like Final Fantasy VIII. Um, hmm. It's I don't know, like this. I say this, this, the story, the narrative, everything about it is like very well made. Like it's all it's all well done. I just think at certain points in the game, it loses its pacing and cohesion. Like there's hmm. a part in the game when you they like the the, the best part, the, my favorite part of the game is the warp strike. Like Noctis throws out his blade, and you can he teleports to it, right? You can do it when mm-hmm. you're exploring the world, and you can do it when you're in combat. There's a part in the game where they take that ability away from you, and it's just this trek through like this endless hallway or like a series of hallways and doors and rooms, and it's like an hour and a half to two hours long, and it was like, what were you guys thinking with this? Like, mm. what, what 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 was the thought with this? Like, this part is so bad. Like, you take apart my the best mm. mechanic, and you make me trek through all this stuff. And there's other parts mm-hmm. where like you're fighting all these awesome enemies. Like you get to like see all the classic Final Fantasy monsters in this huge 3D space, and it's beautifully animated, and everything's extremely well done, and the voice acting's amazing, and the characters are great. So it's like it has like highs and lows, I guess, mm. is what I'm saying. So like o- right. overall, it's a game. It's like what what do I think? I think it's a good game. I really do like it. Uh, I think it has a lot of problems still, and I guess they've patched right. a lot of them. What I what I understand. They have like they have George Lucas the fuck out of that. Yeah, that's game. what I've read. <laughs> like, I've talked to a friend who played the game on launch, and a lot of the features I was describing to him, he wasn't familiar with. <laughs> wow, hmm. interesting. That's funny. So, yeah, I, like, um, I'm playing the PC version, which is the, which is the, the you know the, the latest release of it. It comes with all four DLC episodes. The all mm. and I haven't played those yet. I will play those. Um, I would say the best part of the game though is uh, the characters' interactions with each other. Like the party is very well designed, all the all the dialogue is like funny and interesting. Um, it has some moments of getting like pretty dark, and the way that they the characters interact and, and deal with that is pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite part of the game is is that kind of stuff. Um, I think the set piece stuff is all well done, but it doesn't feel like it's something I haven't seen before either in a Final Fantasy game or in other big AAA games. So like right. I'm not as impressed by that stuff now, you know? Yeah. Like the thing that I think set pieces are kind of they're hard to enjoy if you play a lot of video games because you've just seen so many of them. They become you kind of become like desensitized to them. It's kind of like yeah, this is cool, but you know yeah, I've yeah. seen stuff of this scope before. It's not it's not shocking me. Where sometimes yeah. the smaller things like characters commenting on small details that you wouldn't have expected catch mm-hmm. you off guard more, and that's kind of I think the strength of of the game. Um, cool. So yeah. it's really about the characters and the journey. Yeah, is what you're saying? I would say. Um, but I think the mechanics are solid. I like they're they're good. I I don't I'm not like in love with the combat, but I don't hate it. Like I think it's it's solid. It looks good cool. from what you were showing me. I've had this weird like personal renaissance recently with JRPGs, where mm-hmm. uh, you know I've spent the past fifteen years or so since I was into Final Fantasy games, uh, hating JRPGs. And then I started playing, like, Persona 5 and Xenoblade, and something yeah. clicked where the JRPG, again, is really doing it for me. And uh, Final Fantasy 15 looks like a JRPG-ass JRPG. It is. It's, it is, and it's also, like, a weird evolution of it, though. But, like, it's like they con- like it's like kind of what Aaron's saying. It's like they condensed what you th- think about when you think of Final Fantasy, but, like, and 
and revitalize those mechanics. So like it's it's similar. Like you you get an airship, you can fly through the world, but it's not quite the same how it used to be. Like you can drive, you know, and you can get cars mm-hmm. and explore, but like it's the exploration is a much larger scope. There's more things to find. Um, and Final Fantasy is kind of well known for its bestiary, you know, like the monsters are. I think at least I remember like all of them. So like it was really cool to see them like in this 3D space moving around like in ways that you've never seen because so they've always been like static enemies in a random battle, you know, with like, a couple animations. Sure, sure. So it's, I've really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, and something I, I want to give to this game, something that few games do, is when you're in a linear narrative game or you're in a game that's like open world and suddenly becomes gated, like let's say you're playing a game that's open world, right? And then you're going to go to this, this long story piece where you can't leave it for like an hour or two. The game will tell mm. you. It'll say, hey, what you're, wherever you're going to go, you can't come back for a long time. Are you sure you want to do this? Like it tells that's you every cool. single time. And I really applaud them that's for cool. that because games don't do that a lot. And you also can pause the cutscenes. That's something else that games like you watch a cutscene. Oh, that's amazing. You can't pause them. This game you can pause the cutscene. So if you're in a cutscene and you like go to get a drink or something, you have to go to the bathroom, you can pause it. So like that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's there's important. good attention to detail on the game in general. I would say. All right. It nice. sounds pretty awesome. It's a good game. Oh, like I, I would yeah, definitely check it out if you like Final Fantasy. Like it, it's still it's still Final Fantasy experience just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Hard to describe, but. Looks awesome. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick it up when it's on sale. You'd it like looks, it, Kev. Uh, I yeah. think I would, yeah, yeah, from what you were showing me. It looks pretty good. Yeah. What else are you guys playing? Um, I've been playing a little bit of another action game on the Switch. So have uh, I, actually. Yeah, we both been playing it. We both finished these games. We I did. Think. We both played uh, through both of them, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, that's uh, Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta. Um, Bay- bayonetta. Um, that's that's the only thing I don't like about two. Is that they don't she doesn't say that in that game. It doesn't do the bayonetta. Yeah, I yeah like that's that. the bayonetta. only thing I like about one over two. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, bayonetta two is a really, really, really good game. Yes, bayonetta it is. two is like masterpiece level. It is of good game. I bayonetta agree. one, maybe Wait, not so what? much. Are you, are you serious? You're saying bayonetta, bayonetta two is like that much better? There are actually people that prefer bayonetta one over Bay. So. Those I people know. are crazy. I think Kevin and I agree that Bayonetta Two is definitely better, but yeah. I think Bayonetta One is the is more the flaws are that it's just a date more dated design. Mm-hmm. Like sure. I think the game yeah. itself is very strong. Mm. It just has like a bunch of like extra like stuff from that era. Like it has like quick time events and like button mashing, like things that right. are like of that time period that have, we've we've now like don't that are not in our gaming palette anymore. We don't like they those are things unacceptable. anymore. Yeah. So They're we, unacceptable. We as a gaming culture have decided to ban quick time yeah. events. So Bayonetta 2 has none of those things, and it's so gorgeous looking. The graphics are gorgeous. like amazing. Somehow they're so, so good in that game. Good. It's like How the best the looking Switch game, I feel like. Switch I running that at 60 FPS. I know. It's it looks, it looks Bayonetta so good. Bayonetta 2 is the best. That's a, that's a Wii U game. I'm not though. sure if it's the best looking, but it looks really nice. It Dude, looks really good. amazing. I, yeah, yeah. I think it might be. What do you think, Kevin? I don't know. Maybe Dude, I'm wrong. Dude, I think it looks really good. I don't know if they did any texture work. I'm sure they did some up-resing. Yeah. Um, that game or Odyssey version, but it looks re- yeah that game or Odyssey definitely uh, yeah. both the 60 FPS games mm. um, yes. I don't know man that game looks incredible it does it um, looks so good and it, like in motion like the 60 FPS smoothness yeah absolutely uh, Bayonetta like, 2 is a good looking game that game's like like I will say like hands down is like one of the best action games I've ever played like not yeah, even oh, yeah. like like top tier like it's Same. it's it is so so good and you know what's funny about that game i was reading the credits of it and comparing them mm-hmm. so like that game and bayonetta one are like 
besides Hideki Kamiya are like Team Resident Evil. Like it's the same composer, mm. it's the same visual effects designer. Like it's like the classic Resident Evil team like made that that those games. Like, That's those insane. Teams, which is funny because especially in the first game, like I noticed that when like like when you're shooting the enemies with the, with the machine with the with the gun, like the way the blood sprites and and like puffs look looks reminded me so much of RE4. And then I read that like the the visual effects designer is the same guy who did like the visual effects for RE4. And I was like, oh okay, this that makes sense. <laughs> That's wow. awesome. That is a very acute. Uh, observation oh man I, for some reason i noticed it because it like it reminded me of the way when you like shoot the guillante's back like the way the blood puff looked looked like they yeah, yeah. looked exactly the same and it, it is it's like it's the same guy oh, so like so it makes sense that like that that kevin and i like it so much because we love resident evil like those games so sure. much like it's mm-hmm. it's a fitting like you know similar similar team so similar stuff um and th- i think the thing that for me bayonetta 2 cemented home like just in like this is something i realized in game design i've always known this but like i it was it was more clear than ever with bayonetta 2 was that dodging an enemy's attacks is as fun as it is attacking them? Like, Absolutely. like especially in Bayonetta. Especially in Bayonetta, right? Like, like, the, like, I think something that a lot of like it, it reminds me of like Doom, right? Doom, like dodging your enemy's attacks is like what makes Doom so great. Like, right, it's right. not just the shooting; it's the evasion. It's so the like, agility, that's yeah. it's it's a whole other level of like interacting with your enemies outside of just attacking them. And like that in Bayonetta, it's like the best because it like yeah, slows time down and you can definitely. like juggle them and combo them. Yeah, it's Bayonetta like... gives you the risk reward, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. like if you dodge at the last second, it will activate witch time and it slows mm-hmm. down the enemies, but you're mm-hmm. still moving fast and you could lay down so much more damage. I mean, it's almost, it's almost crucial to be activating yeah. witch time in every fight all the time. Yes, and the combat is just so rewarding and amazingly fun. Like I just never, I can never, I never get tired of it. Like it's I'm so going good. back and playing it on uh, Ultimate Climax with the uh, one of the other characters, and that character dies on like one hit. So on on a high difficulty with that character, it's like super risk reward. But it's like she yeah, does four yeah. times the damage. So it's just it's like it's just so awesome. Like I I I, I don't know. It's just I can't I can't get enough of that game. Like I, I consider mean, me a super it, fan of Bandetta at this yeah, point. It, Oh, definitely. And it does so much more than just, like, the standard action game sequences, yes. too, right? It still does, like, the bike level. Uh, mm-hmm. It does the Space Harrier stuff. It the does first game the only, cool, though. Only like, the first game does that. Mm, Bayonetta 2 the, does not do that. Well, Bayonetta 2 has some of the flight stuff, right? It has so, the like, bosses. The very end. And uh, Bayonetta 2 also has the horse stuff as well. So it yeah, is in Bayonetta true. 2. It's not that's as true. much as in Bayonetta 1. Hmm. But it's definitely yeah. there. Which, you know, it's interesting to see that happen. And then those same kind of things happening in uh, in Nier, um, those mm-hmm. those two similarities, you know, from two games from Platinum, yeah. it's pretty awesome to see. And uh, man, I I give Bayonetta all the thumbs up in the world. I'm so excited for the yes. third one. Me too. Um, <laughs> is that this year? I don't know. I like, think ha- it have is. they said? I don't Kevin, think they've said. Have you gotten the Nintendo costumes yet? Uh, yes, I have the ones that get... are baked into the game. I haven't used my Amiibo on it yet. Oh, so I haven't did, gotten you, any did you get the Star Fox ones. one? Yes, yeah, so I've got like the Star Fox one, and then I played the first one all in the. Well, I think it was the Samus one, and yes. uh, that was pretty like, fucking. The hilarious. sound effects, like the the attention to detail on those costumes, is like so incredibly well done. It's like pretty when you're in the Star Fox yeah. outfit, like like when you like when you do the gun attack, it, like it shoots a single blaster and it plays a one blaster sound. But then when you when you shoots like the heavier version of it, it's just, like twin blasters and it plays like, a twin blaster sound. Like like they like they really nailed every little thing. Like when you're in the Metroid outfit, like she has like new shooting animations, like. They like Platinum spent the time on this. Like they, they take this 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 costume thing seriously. Oh yeah. And I really yeah. I really appreciate that. I think that's that's awesome. Hmm. I, I apparently like um, see... Oh, go ahead. Apparently they wanted to do it for Sega cuz it's also a Sega game. Like they wanted to mm-hmm. do like Tails and Sonic outfits, but Sega said no, which That's is, lame. Like what? 
Like wow. I know. Well, whatever, whatever. I'm glad they're Nintendo-flying it. I'm glad also to Me see too. a more mature game on the Switch. You know, like yeah. a Switch exclusive. That's a more more mature kind of title. It's very refreshing to see. And, Definitely uh, more mature. Got them boobies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of boobies. Lots of booty. Lots, lots of, of lots of weird hair spread eagle with hair. Um, it's, yeah. those games are so funny too like the, the, some of the cutscenes are like they, I, you probably you didn't watch right they, they crack me up they're hilarious so you do the like those games. Games. that's one thing i tried i tried and tried to like the cutscenes and to watch the cutscenes i had to skip them all even mm. in the second one they, really? i really really don't like so the bayonetta cutscenes after the first after playing through the first game and second game and watching all the cutscenes right i went back and played the first game and watched the intro cutscene in the first game for some reason, that one is like hard to watch. I think it's like cheat. It's like extra campy, like more so than the whole rest of the game. Hmm. For some yeah. reason, the first game's intro cutscene is like hard to sit through. I don't right. know why. Even as like I guess I'm a huge fan now, but like it was like this is a little <laughs> just like yeah. it's just kind of like just cheesy and like the game is cheesy in general, but like the f- intro cutscene in the first game is like particularly silly. yeah. Hmm. I mean, I love the style of Bayonetta and I love the presentation of Bayonetta. It's very, very unique and it's just very, yeah. um, very abrasive looking, but mm-hmm. in a very good way. Um, yes, it's very I'd mature and uh, I think it's great. Um, but as soon as it came to a cutscene, man, I just I tried. I tried every single cutscene. But Rodon's good, right? You you like Rodon at least, it. right? Oh, that's the uh, the, the shopkeeper guy, right? Yeah, he he's pretty good. I do like him a lot. Um, when you go I to like the store and he's like he's like, what are you buying? He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I that do in the like, game once. <laughs> I do like when you give him the golden LP and he like opens the portal to yes. hell and then he comes so, back out like drenched in blood. Did you notice when he um, drenched in blood? The blood on his head is like exactly like Kratos's paint. Like I think it's a reference. <laughs> like it looks just like yeah. it. Yeah, oh, that's, that's amazing. I mean, those are two very similar games too. I mean, mm. the God of War series, the original games, and Bayonetta. Uh, they play very, very similarly. Especially Bayonetta two, when you end up getting that whip uh, weapon oh, yeah. towards the end of the, the game. The whip weapon owns. The whip weapon owns, and it the, feels uh, just whip? like Kratos. Uh, well, it's it's pretty much Kratos's chains. That's awesome. like it's exactly Kratos's chains. And it plays almost I, something else that reminds me of that, and I love is like I love that when you get a new weapon, it's like not only do you get to dual wield it, but you get to put on your feet too. Like you get to have four weapons, whatever yeah, the weapon is, you yeah. get to have four of them, and you I can combo like with that them. a lot. That's yeah, super awesome. And you have two slots too, right? So you can like have two different. Like yes. weapons you can and mix switch them between up. them yeah yeah it's like good. you the chainsaws you can have chainsaws two chainsaws on your arm between your awesome. legs <laughs> yeah yeah i can i like the big like they're not mallets they're kind of like clubs almost like they're big heavy ones and i put them on my feet and i man, actually haven't gotten that weapon decimated yet. it's oh, the only weapon good. i haven't gotten do you get the chain chop what there's a chain chop <laughs> there's a chain chop yes. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay that game man that dude it's good. so awesome that, that game's it's, really good i love that game so yeah. Wait, which I, one? I no which complaints. one? You guys are talking about two games. Two. Saying, I love two. that game. Two. 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 Okay. I so, think I, I think one is awesome. I think yeah. it, I think one, like I said, is more dated. Like quick time events suck. Right. Um, some of the like button mashing kind of sucks, but I th- I think one is still great. I think the boss fights in one are not nearly as strong as uh, yeah. the boss fights. I really? agree. I think the the combat overall in one isn't as good. That's nice. um. I think it's it's too difficult. It's difficult in a way it's that's hard, un- yeah. unfair. Difficult. I kind of I like. So I played two on hard the whole way through, but I played one on normal. 
because one is hard. Like that's one's a hard like game. Brutal. I never yeah, beat one Alfheim. Like the little side mission bonus things. I never beat one of those. Oh yeah. No. Did those, you? No. And not two, a I beat one. every single no. one the first try. Same, the, yeah, the first game, like easy. I couldn't yeah. even handle them. They were so brutal. Yeah, the difficulty in one is like, I don't know. I think we're all fairly good at video games. Um, yeah. But the difficulty for in yourself. that first game, no, no. it's just, it's unfair in its difficulty. I think, and it's a, a kind of broken a lot of. I the feel time like it's pretty and, fair. I just, I'm just not good at it. Uh, yeah, I just, I just like, I don't like, know. dude, those claw enemies are like amongst oh, the hardest the, action game enemies I've ever faced. Like those dudes difficult. are so difficult. Yeah. I was guys. scared when I saw them in the second <laughs> one, and then I quickly kicked their asses, smashed them. Kind of yeah. like, oh, this isn't even like the same enemy no, <laughs> as no, the claw guys not. in the first one. The claw the guys claw in the first game, one are just the golden claw stupid. guys. Are, oh my god, they're I know. so fucked, so yeah. difficult. Yeah, I really like the combat in the first game. To be honest, a lot. I think the first game's combat's great. I just think the bosses are weaker. Because um, they rely on more gimmicks and quick time events. Whereas in mm-hmm. Bandit 2, it's just like really well designed bosses that are fun. Like fighting, yeah. there's a certain enemy in the second game that you fight a lot. The, the character in white. And that those fights are incredible. Those are oh, super, the, super uh, the Lumen Sage guy or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are really good. Um, yeah, I think it's important for anyone listening who has never played Bayonetta. Um, if you're going to play the first one, I would say skip it and just play the second one. But uh, if you're going to play the first one, do not play it after playing the second one. Like, play the first one first and then mm. play the second one. Because going back, it's it's going to be hard because the mm. second one is that much better. What about mm. going back to Devil May Cry? How, how's that? I still play Banner 1. I still like it. I play yeah, them both. I, just, I think the but, second but one is vastly superior. 2 is definitely better. Hmm. I thought about it more. When I first played them, I actually wasn't sure which one I like more after playing both of them. But then, like... It's reflecting on it more, I think two is definitely the stronger game. Like two has very little flaws. Hmm. My only complaint with two is like sometimes flying missions are like a little too hard to see what's going on because you're flying. Sure. Like I don't like how you navigate when you're flying versus being on the ground. Oh right, like some of those boss fights. Yeah, those yeah. can be when you like grow wings flying, right? Yeah. Like not yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, in the yeah. jet. Yeah, those can be a little chaotic. Yeah, like they're definitely. trying to go for spectacle, and I think that spectacle isn't doesn't always give good gameplay sure well it's a very spectacular game it um, is man there's a lot going on on <laughs> yeah. the screen at once there, in there that game. it's kind of insane um i don't know how the switch is able to run that at 60 fps i know but it does i don't think i saw it so smooth either yeah I, I never noticed one i'm sure that happens but i never noticed a single one yeah hmm. it's very impressive very very impressive nice well that's uh i, I need to play bayonetta one i don't have a switch yet you so. should Clearly, I'm not going to be playing Bayonetta 2 anytime soon, but I have been looking forward to playing it. It came out last year on PC, so I was pretty happy about that, Bayonetta 1. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you should play it, dude. You would love you it. Should, it's great. Dude, it's I, especially so, someone who loves Ninja Gaiden, you would right. love yeah. Bayonetta. When are it's it's put like as hard, on PC? probably. Like, I, I want Ninja Gaiden Black on Steam. Oh, man. You guys hear me? That game. Valve, Talk about a me? hard game. You got Neo. Uh yeah, that's true. Neo's is not Dude, I the think same. Uh, Neo is cheap as fuck, man. Really? You've <laughs> so, really ch- turned a... Yeah, I've played it more. That game is cheap as shit. Hmm. Like, I think that's way cheaper than Bayonetta or any of those. Like, Bayonetta doesn't have the image to, my, to me. I feel like Bayonetta, I, I could defeat it if I, like, did it right. To me, to me, Neo, to me. Neo, it's like, just smash it. It's well, Neo, it's really the boss fights where it gets cheap. Cheapo. Yeah, Cheap-o. one one boss in particular. Um <laughs> We've complained about her plenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my name is Neo. Check it out. Okay. Okay. We got to move on, guys, because we are we're on a tight schedule here. But Bayonetta 2, 1. Check them out on the Switch, on the PC for They're at least great. Bayonetta 1. Far Cry 5. Let's do our Far, Far Cry 5 check-in for the week. 
What's going on, Kevin? So I played quite a bit now of this game now. I think I'm, I don't know, I'm like a third the way through. <laughs> I, I've been playing a lot of other games, but I've definitely got some good Far Cry, and i played about 40 hours now. Um, so here's the things I think that are better in it. It's less gated than the first game, and less actually less, less gated than any of the Far Cry games. Mm-hmm. The, three and four particularly the ones I'm comparing it to, because two and one are both kind of different formulas. But one isn't even the same genre. One is like action bubble. It's, it's right? like a yeah. level-based game, I mean. Action bubble. It's like you get a big bubble of space, you fight a bunch of guys, in, yeah. but it's not like like Crisis Action Bubble. Yeah. Action <laughs> Bubble sounds like a action figure toy from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I like bubble. sandbox linear, linear sandbox maybe. But action Bubble is like what it is though. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a bubble of space you can move in, or or you could just know? say a level. It's a level. It's map. It's the action bubble. It's an action. No, bubble. it's the action bubble. It's a action. Please, please name this episode the action bubble. Welcome to the action bubble. Welcome to the action bubble. So. Yeah. It, this game is less gated. Far Cry 5 is less gated. Than, the whole map is available to you once you get to the point of where you're in the open world, which is not, doesn't take that long. Um, the shooting is, is so much better. So, so much better. Um, I like the setting. I think it's it's awesome, personally. Uh, some people don't like it, and that's fair. Um, uh, it adds a lot of new vehicles. It has planes and helicopters, larger scope, very cool. Um, and those are all great things. It runs really well, too. The, the other games did not run well. Mm-hmm. Now... There's some things in this game that have some problems as well. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the missions. Not the regular missions, but the story missions. You'll be in the game, cruising around, and you get to a certain level in the story where the game decides it's going to pull you into a mission. It, The game decides. You don't decide. The game decides. You're going to a story, linear story mission now. You don't have a choice. You just you get pulled into it. That sucks. Mm. The strength of Far Cry, in my opinion, is, an, is the fact that it's an open-world sandbox game that you play how you want. Mm-hmm. You, go to, you see enemies in the base, you go to f- decide how you want to kill them. Not put me in a linear story mission, have some creepy NPC talk to my face, like so close <laughs> that it's creepy as fuck, for like 10 minutes where oh. they talk to you about some babbly ridiculousness. Like, it's like, come on, like, this is, come on, guys. Like, that's the this is not tension with open world. Play games. into the strengths of, mm. of your game. Like, yeah. don't, don't give me this creepy, creepy fucking NPC face <laughs> for like, mm. like weird. oblivion status for like 10 minutes. Like, if we play the game, they'll be like, oh, we got to capture him now. So let's capture the main character. So they mm. do that. They capture you, and then they talk to you. And then you have this, like, shittier linear mission where you have to do it exactly how they want you to do it. You'll be in a small space. Or you have to just do the mission exactly how they want you. There's, like, it, there's literally no option. Like, it's it's the exact opposite of the main game. It's like kind of like the GTA missions. You know right. how, like, it's like, go A to B, to the, like, go do this, you have to do everything. Those missions are suffocatingly linear. They, they're so yep. bad. They are so bad. So that's the really the thing that Far Cry 5 that pisses me off the most. That and the fact that it's a little too easy. Mm. I know that hmm. um, that sounds like I'm just saying like I'm just so good at video games, but it's not. It's it's Can't after you... playing Assassin's Creed Origins, where yeah. you can totally make the game as hard as you want it to be. Right. This game has three difficulty settings: easy, normal, and hard. The only difference is you take more damage. That's it. So if you're a decent shot, then you're gonna destroy the game. Like the enemies die quickly, and you're gonna just kill them all. Hmm. So the way to make it harder is I have to get, like not use silence weapons, turn off enemy marking, and kind of make it harder for myself. But don't use but a sniper e- rifle. Don't use I don't use a sniper rifle. But okay. even then, like if if you have an AR, you like after playing like PUBG or something, you're just gonna gun these dudes down like they're just gonna die. Right. It's just they, you just fade them. That's you know? that's one thing I've noticed in general after playing like close to 300 hours of PUBG. Right. Mm-hmm. That game has gotten me so much better at every FPS across yeah. the yeah. board. Like it's open kind of world ridiculous. games, especially like open like big shooters like this game, because you just see the enemies immediately in this game, and you just gun them down. They're 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 gone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as you conquer the world, there's less enemies to see because you you kill them 
Like they, they don't come back. Like like uh, when you're playing other games, like you, you, like like Souls or, or, or Assassin's Creed Origins, the enemies come back after you defeat the base, right? This game they don't. So there's actually like you progressively run out of enemies to shoot as the more you, you do, which is a problem. Like oh. they should they should they should That's offer odd. it like like because there's like uh, patrols in the world. There's like explosive things you can shoot. Like all sorts of different ways you can interact with the, with the the peggies as they're called, the, mm-hmm. the, the enemies of the game. But as you kill them and defeat the the, the boss, then they, they're gone. Or that region, there's nothing else really to fight. All it's, the trees very... are chopped down. Essentially, yeah, yeah that's a bummer. So mm-hmm. they, I think that mm-hmm. they should offer as a patch if they want the game to live a long time, harder difficulty settings and and the option to bring the enemies back outside of just the bases. Mm-hmm. If you conquer all the bases in the world, and I mean every single one, then you have the option to bring them all back. Right. But that doesn't bring back like the the patrolling enemies and the mm. other things. It just brings back the bases. So, so it doesn't a have that same feeling. Number of enemies is what you're saying. In a sense, I mean, not literally a finite number, but like, I it just feels like if you're a good at FPS games, you're going to kick this game's ass and you're mm. going to run out of things to do in it. As far as things mm. to shoot, maybe a mod. So, maybe a mod. I think that Ubisoft they they have these these uh, weekly um, events. Like they have new content every week, and it's cool they're doing this stuff. Like I think they they could they could fix this problem. It's not hard to do. All right. So if people are feel feel similar than I do about it, if they feel like I do, maybe they'll they'll fix it. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It so sounds... so the next. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, no, go for it. The the next Steam sale that happens when well, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Far Cry Five for thirty five dollars. And then Pick I scroll up. down a little bit and I see Assassin's Creed Origins for $35. And I only have $35 to spend. Mm. Which game should I get? Uh, I think um depends on what your goal is. Do you want to goof around with your friends and have this huge sandbox and blow shit up and just be silly? Far Cry 5. If you want like a deep, encompassing, huge game that's going to take a lot of time and has awesome combat mechanics in my opinion and amongst other great things that seemingly never ends assassin's creed origins mm, sounds like assassin's creed origins is the game assassin's creed it. origins is like dark souls witcher assassin's creed like That's all amazing. in one giant baby i wouldn't get I, I i'm gonna save my thoughts on that for for next time right, but yeah. i play that game a, a lot now and i love it so it's good it's good okay well yeah uh i think i'm gonna stick with origins myself uh all right guys there's a podcast I listen to called Important If True that at the end of every episode, they do this thing where they endorse... Dude, you're just repping all the podcasts. Today. I, you're am, just I, like, am, I am. Go listen to these guys. No, go no, listen to these guys. Well, it's no, great... this is Jump Crouch. Wait. Hold no, on. No, 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 no. We're going somewhere friends. We, yeah, know, They're, they're, they're awesome podcasts. I'm, Check them out. In I'm any just, case, at really the end of every episode, good. they endorse a thing, either a product or an activity or a food uh-huh. or a movie or whatever, a thing, right? Every and, and I was like, man, I really like that. I would love for us to do that. But it would be really fucking lame if we just ripped off their podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And then Waypoint started doing the same thing. They, they repped Important If True. So now other podcasts are doing it. So we can totally do it. So I, I think each week we got we to gotta give people something to, to jump at, right? <clears throat> okay. So let's one thing. So let's, let's do it. Uh, you, you guys ready? Should I start? You should start. Absolutely. Okay. Here's what I, I recommend. I recommend you get Filmstruck. Filmstruck is there. This is not a sponsor, so <laughs> I realize now it's going to sell like a sponsor. <laughs> it's but it's the Criterion Collection, basically. It's just a whole bunch of classic films. It's a, it's a streaming service, and I've been watching some pretty good movies on there that you just can't really see elsewhere. So I, I like it. It's uh, I like watching. I think it's important to watch movies that came out before you were born to sort of broaden your mind and your cinematic uh, worldview. 
So that's my endorsement. I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I've got one. How about this? So um, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. Been watching wrestling for a long, long time. Started getting back into it recently now that it started to get good again. Um, I recommend going out and downloading the Fight TV app and checking out some of the independent shows on there. Uh, mm. For the first time in my life, I've started watching independent wrestling. So it's, you know, guys wrestling in front in front of crowds of like 100 people. Um, so download Fight TV. Go check out specifically uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, that's the big independent one. Um, that's been around for a while. Uh, that's probably the biggest one. And then there's a couple of other shows on there too. Um, good, good, free, totally free. Uh, there's no ads either. It's fucking crazy. You can just watch full episodes of uh, Ring of Honor and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, for all you wrestling nerds out there, uh, Fight TV, pretty good. Cool. Bro. Uh, well, I'm currently eating David sunflower seeds, Yay. so I recommend David sunflower seeds. <laughs> They're salty, but not too salty. They don't overblast your mouth with salt. Like, take it from me. I got some right here. They're pretty good. I like them. Try them. Overblasting your mouth with salt. It sounds <laughs> like something a marketing slogan that would be used by Action Bubble. Mm. Oh yeah, Action, action Bubble. Bubble. Overblasting your mouth with salt yeah. every day and other things. Uh, all right. Well, first, that's our endorsements for the week. We will put the endorsements in the show notes. Um, I want to thank Madden, as always, musical mm, genius. Thank the podcast that you got that idea from, too, right? Uh, well, one thing at a time. Uh, yeah, important if true. Check it out. It's a much better podcast than us, sadly. But it's 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 really good. <laughs> They've also Thanks been idea, guys. We appreciate for a it. Long time. Um, <laughs> I, 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 if you uh, if you enjoy this podcast. Please leave us a Apple or iTunes or whatever whatever host you listen to. Leave us a review. It, it really helps us out. It's one of the few ways we have to grow the show. Also, feel free to tell a friend. Uh, you know, spread the word about Jump Crouch. Uh, check out our website at jumpcrouch.com. Check out our Instagram, the Jump Crouch. We are also on Twitter, kind of not that actively, but the Jump Crouch. Um, yeah, we'll be back pretty soon with another episode and uh, another fresh round of endorsements, which I know is what you're really here for. Man, I hope not, but it would be kind of flattering, just, you know, people coming here for our opinions on things.